Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Time now for the WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Good morning, Boston. This is the WEEI Producer Show right here on Boston Sports Original. WEEI, full house today. It's been a minute. Shime, Lanny, and Garvin with you this morning. Gentlemen, how is everyone? I, is I haven't Bruce seen your beautiful... No, that is not Springsteen. What? He was not playing that at Gillette just the other I day. I never get these. I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I just, I, I love music and I can't seem to identify. That wasn't Taylor Swift, though. No, definitely not Taylor okay. Swift. If it was, there would have been a crowd of screaming people outside. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, it would be fun. A little right? TRL action on the producer show. Speaking in real life, following the producer show today, I believe Ken and Curtis live from Boston College. So they'll have a Ooh. live audience today uh, there at, at Boston College. That's fun. Now, I can't here. gamble on BC football can I? no you nope. cannot i i Probably wanted to gamble on umass me and wiggy very convicted on umass last mm-hmm. week uh and uh umass came through they even got the w there as underdogs against new mexico state last week you, you, so you those good, good luck umass is gratifying i know what i'm talking about when i talk the sports kind of moments you, yeah you know i got financial gain but speak, intellectual gain speaking of gambling on college football i have to talk about this right of off course. the bat Horrible beat last night. Which one? Just terrible. So I'm sitting at my computer playing some video games like the nerd that I am. Yes. Check my phone. I'm like, oh, it's 11 o'clock. Game should be winding down. I look. Michigan State covered easy. Not a problem. 31 to 7. Where's my money? I was like, that's perfect. That's a set it and forget it. Didn't have to worry about that. Looked at the Louisville Georgia Tech game. Yes. Louisville up. 39-28. 39-28. Up 11. Okay. They only had to cover seven and a half. I was like, oh. Cakewalk. I'm. I'm in. I, two minutes left in the game. The, Georgia Tech has the ball at their own twenty. This is. This is easy. Fifty-five seconds later, Georgia Tech scores a touchdown. What doesn't get the two-point conversion and loses the game by uh, five points. <sighs> I was by the remote across the room. I was in agony. I gotta I, tell you, that video game remote should have went across the room. Yeah, it was a hundred dollars out the window. Billy, did Depressing. you have a, a bad beat last night? I did not know. I had a bad beat last what night. Ooh, UFC bad beat. Uh, no, UFC is uh, they're in France, I think. They started new. No, 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 no. I didn't. The I didn't French have a, a, a bad bet on college football. I had a bad bet on the Red Sox. Why would oh, you bet on the wow, Red Sox? Right. I bet them to win. Why would the you nerve. do that? What? 
Could you believe it? They go to Kansas City, Kauffman Stadium, whatever that dump is that called, the waterfall, and, and they're going to go play the Kansas City Royals. They've won like 40 games this year. They're probably on pace to lose about 110. Jordan Lyles is on the mound, I think, to myself. You can probably make some money off of this. Jordan Lyles is going to give up some runs. Oh, no, 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 said the baseball gods. You're an idiot. No, no, no. You're up there in Boston, and you think your baseball team is going to be any good and that they're going to invest in this team because they played really well in July. No, 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 no. We All that patience you have, we're not going to reward it. And Jordan Lyles is going to go out and just throw junk? I don't know what... I I guess that's what you define it as. He struck out seven, went eight, went innings, eight innings, only allowed thing. two runs. Yeah, the, the, Jordan. The, now that Ryan Yarbrough is not starting anymore and is also playing for the Dodgers and playing really well, I think it's fair to say Jordan Lyles is the worst starting pitcher in baseball. If definitely the American League, probably all of baseball. He's four. And he went out now. there and looked like a young Sandy Koufax. He's four and fifteen. This bum is four and fifteen. Came out and throw eight I innings against you. Money. Three, you guys, three, three and fifteen heading into the game. ERA over six. Had the Red Sox had a guy get through seven innings in the last like month? Uh, once it, it was that seventeen to one game, uh, the getaway day in Houston, Jimmy and Christmas. I know this because. Uh, you bet on that too. Well, no, oh. I did. But we were waiting to get on the air after that game, and it's like, no, no, no. Here's more runs. Here's more runs. Brian Bayo went seven innings that day, and I just I bring that up to say, like, I I, I might have been the last one at the station to to have some modicum of hope that this team could turn things around. Tapping out. There it is. Oh, he's calling uncle. I'm done. I've had it. My line of of getting the hell out of here was eight games out of the wild card. It's six and a half right now, but let's double up. Why not? I mean, between the the Kyle Bearclaw debacle on Monday, Ugh. which we couldn't talk about because we were having a lot of fun doing some some good stuff with the Jimmy Fun Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, and then what happened last night in Kansas City. I think I've had my. Phil, I really thought that this team could make it interesting if you just tried a little bit. If you maybe, I don't know, gave them another starting pitcher so that these guys coming back that, you know, Sam Kennedy or Ian Bloom or BOH, whoever's doing the front office report, would sit there and go, no, nah, it's going to be fine because we're getting Chris Sale back. That's great. I don't think he's gone past five innings once. Oh, we're getting Garrett Whitlock back. He's going to be great, too. He's got a 6.75 ERA. He's had one good appearance in six games. Oh, we got Tanner Houck coming back. Tanner Houck's going to be really good, too. Tanner Houck probably should be a bullpen guy. That's It's just what I've seen from him. Oh, we got Trevor Story coming back. We, we, we can throw crap against the wall with our middle infielder, with the Edmanuel Valdez's and the David Hamilton's of the world because we've got this glut of trash infielders, but Trevor Story's going to come back and save us. Trevor Story has three RBIs. Three RBIs since he's gotten back. I mean, the big powerhouse on offense has knocked in three guys. It's too much for me to take. At this point, my headphones don't want to work anymore. It's it's I've I've had it. I've had my fill with this team, guys. Good for you for making it to September. Yeah, look, I mean, that's I, the impressive part is that you were on it since September. And I, I had the hope that like, all right, they didn't do much of the trade deadline. Cora wants to win. These players want to win. Maybe this will be like my, you know, the movie Major League where the guys all rally together against one common enemy, and that being ownership and management. No. 
They rolled no, over. It wasn't, yeah, it instead wasn't, they quit. They, they did they the complete qu- they opposite. Pulled, they pulled the, uh, as Greg Hill would say, the millennial thing and quiet quit. They quiet quit. That, and that's exactly, quiet quitting was what leaving Kyle Barraclough out there on Royals Monday. isn't very quiet, though. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. You lose 13-5 to to the Astros. You're on a five-game losing streak. You lose. You lose thirteen to two to the Royals. You let Jordan bleeping Lyles go eight innings that was and strike out seven of you. Incredible! And it's, yeah, just quickly on Jordan Lyles in the month of August, he had a seven point eight nine ERA. He gave up right. twenty six runs. I'm sitting. I'm looking. I'm like, this doesn't Insanity. make sense. He gave up twenty six runs over five starts in the month of August. He comes out and and just jams it down your throat and it's just it's one of these things where it's like who do you blame every you know what i blame everyone i blame cora for carrying on the way he's carried on like yes the roster is the roster it's not perfect but this is the way it's been but i mean i can't imagine the damage him leaving kyle bearclaw in on monday has done to this clubhouse it it really seems like they're not coming back from it uh high and bloom yeah for just not doing anything if that's the prerequisite for being being the the president of baseball operations, I like to be a candidate because I excel at doing nothing. Uh, the players, I blame the players for also rolling over for the third consecutive year in a row. Guys, you did so much good work to get yourself into a position where you could be competitive in July. And you turn around and you just give it all back with, with just a a. Garbage, garbage showing in August as literally every single team you were in contention with, the Blue Jays who stink, the the Astros who've been waxing that ass for two weeks now, the Mariners, oh my God, the Mariners, little did we know what kind of team they were going to turn into when they were also kicking your ass in Seattle at the trade deadline, uh, the, the Rangers. It's too much at this point. And also, who do I blame? Hmm, I blame me. I blame me for having any kind of faith <laughs> that this front office and that this management and that this team would ever do anything besides disappoint me once again for the third year in a row. And I, I, I wish I had never backed off at this point. But I think this team making it to the to the ALCS in 2021 was one of the worst things that could have happened to it because this restart should have happened years ago. Yeah, but... I see. I disagree with that. I, I don't think we should be at a restart. You should have paid Mookie Betts. Right. You should have paid Sandra Bogart. No, that's not the, that's not it, the business model anymore. No, I we don't I, pay I, superstars. I understand that it's not the business model anymore, but it should be. Like that's, that's well, I know the, what, yeah, the crux of the issue is is that all of a sudden the business model is no 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 we're gonna go build our farm system and acquire all these guys not trade. A soul. I said this yesterday, actually. Uh, I think it was yesterday morning on the Greg Hill Show. Uh, we were talking about the Red Sox, and I said how I'm Bloom's just going to sit here with all these uh, this glut of of prospects and stuff. And well, uh, what are you going to do? Like, where are you going? And he's like, oh, he's going to trade them all. No, he's not. No, he's not if history's showing you anything, he's not going to do a him. damn thing. He's just going to hope and pray that. Because Brian Bale looks like he might pan out, Sedan Rafaela will pan out, and Marcelo Meyer will pan out, and every single guy will pan out, which by the way, the odds not they're, they're not do not well. indicate that that will happen. Just general odds of prospects in baseball. You don't hit on all of them. And so you need to trade some of them for proven MLB 
talent to supplement your roster with a, a group of guys that had some talent. There was some potential on this roster, and all you needed to do was supplement that talent and give them the ability to push forward, give them another bat lineup, give them a bleeping starting pitcher. So Rafael Devers was there at the trade deadline publicly saying, we need another arm, and you did diddly yeah. bupkis. Kenley Jensen, I think, as well made a comment about yeah, it. Yeah, I think that was at the All-Star game. Yeah, so players were in on it. Players were ready for it. It's just it's frustrating to be a fan of that team because you don't want to accept that as, hey, we're building for the future. We can get hit by a bus tomorrow. You know what I mean? So Kyle like, Shanahan. I don't even know if I'm going to be here Sunday. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. As a fan, it's frustrating because you don't want to think. It's one thing to say, okay, they're building the farm system, but to live and die by that, is frustrating for a fan to accept. And there's zero transparency, right? And I think that's one of the big things for us, especially you know at the station I've heard it a bunch, is just tell us. When we ask you on the front office report, like, what are you doing? We, we felt like there wasn't enough talent and you just chose, but they were playing really well, but you just chose not to do anything, but you said you believe in this we team. We believe in the team, but it, they're underdogs. Like, you've you contradicted yourself. Your words say one thing and your actions say another, so clearly you're lying. Just tell us the truth. Tell us you're going through a rebuild. Tell us your plan is to rebuild the farm system a little bit more, and then in 2024 or 2025, we are going to be legitimate World Series contenders. Tell us these things. Don't don't like tease us around with these, oh yeah, we, we can't see Xander Bogarts in any other jersey. Oh yeah, we want to go out and get these players. And then do nothing. Sit on your hands. The idea that this team was allegedly in a Justin Verlander is is hilarious to there's me. No there's shot. no way, no way. it was true. He was never giving up a top 50 right. prospect. It was, it was fill in blank here for the name that, hey, we were in on this one, but it didn't, it didn't pan it, out. It would have helped so much, but... It, I don't know. I guess if you're Kate Upton in the crowd, you play a little bit better. Yeah, oh, always. We all play a little bit better. If we start playing some Taylor Swift and we get this throng of people outside, maybe Kate Middleton will be one of them. Maybe she likes the Swifties. I don't know. Fact is, the team didn't do him any favors. And if you were in the camp of this team isn't worth investing in, you, you probably feel better about that opinion. I mean, in July... I would have said that doesn't make a lot of sense because they are no worse than a lot of these teams that they're bunched up with right now. They were kicking ass in and July. They, they have absolutely played their way completely out of contention, it's which awful. was not true at the trade deadline nope. at the time. They looked when, great at the trade deadline. But my God, like this, I don't know why I'm so frustrated and upset by it because this is what was going to happen when you did not do anything to help this starting rotation, when you were banking on three arms, and I I don't even know what I can say about Trevor's story at this point. I still hold some optimism for him next year that maybe if he starts the season healthy, that things can go well. But between the starting pitching, obviously needing time to ramp up, and, and I would not be shocked if in the next couple of weeks here, they're like, yeah, we're going to shut down Chris Sale. We're going to shut down Brian We're Bale. out of it. We're, we're not going to play these guys, and you're going to see a lot of what we've been seeing so far. The Brian Matas, the Brandon Bernardinos, and you know, poor Chris Murphy, and you know, Kyle Baraclaw probably needs to shut down the next 75 batters to get his ERA down below four. And then you look at Trevor's story, and it's like, my God, Maybe you should have stayed in Worcester. 
Maybe okay. You know what? It's <laughs> on right. I'm should have gone. I think he tried, tried to tell us. Sure guys, to I'm story. not good. I suck right now. They're like, oh, like, you're your limit. They're like, no, just let me. Congratulations that you're not. You're you're the best in middle infielder in the Red Sox uh, defense. That's like a very very low mark. That's like being the cleanest piece of garbage. Yeah, we watched Kike Hernandez make you, like bud. 15 errors in the first quarter of the month. But but what he he's been an absolute sieve in the batter's box, and it just. It boggles my mind. So this is it. Like, this is not great. It's not great at <laughs> all. It is Will Fleming. Will Fleming not great but at all. like again, I think I was one of the last holdouts. Will I watch these games? Yeah, sure. I, I have some kind of morbid curiosity. Fish tank. About in the background. what they're going to do. But as far as you know, okay, what are we going to talk about on the radio show today? Like the the amount of time that we're going to dedicate to this team is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And unfortunately, they did it to themselves. Because yeah, it turns into, right. sorry, it turns into no, at this good. point, I mean, we've been doing it all year. We do it forever as Red Sox fans. It'll just be the blame game for the last mm-hmm. month of the season. Yep. Let's finally look at this roster. Who survives the season? Right. And exactly. we'll actually get to that coming up next year. 617-779-7937. If you want to get in on the producer show this morning, starting talking Red Sox, we will get to the Patriots in the NFL season. We will mention the start of college football because there is a full slate of Saturday games today. I could not be more excited. Shime, Lanny, and Garvin with you this morning. Brian's going to get you caught up with what... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission trending. WEEI. We are right back to the WEEI Producers Show. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Nibbling on sponge cake Watching the sun bake All of those tourists Yes, let it breathe. Strumming my six this is definitely. He's talking about strumming his six string. Yeah, Bruce Taylor Swift. Now, Taylor Swift sings this part. Wasting away again in Margarita That is Jimmy Buffett. Uh, rest in peace. Searching Died yesterday at the 
age of 76. We lost him and uh, Bob Barker within like a week of each other. Crazy. Um, normally, these celebrity deaths always come in threes, too, so I'm just uh, saying Herman. a prayer for all. Oh, yeah, there you go. That would be the third. Jimmy Buffett, I got to say, made a career off of Margarita. Of course he did. Just an absolute career. He has, I think, Lady, you said this during the break, he has like a, a Grateful Dead like following. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, his his fans, you like you either love Jimmy Buffett or you really love Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> but it's one of those it's one of those things where, no, but it's, 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 it's like the Grateful Dead, Dave Matthews, Zach Brown. Uh, there's a handful of bands where they go on tour, they're selling out. Wherever Everything. they are. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah, diehard fan base. So uh, rest in peace to uh, the great Jimmy Buffett. Uh, 617-779-7937 if you want to hop on. I want to read this text for you guys, 37937 uh, if you want to text into the show, 617-TEXT. The trade deadline was definitely disappointing, but Cora gave the players an excuse to give up, and they took it. Appreciate Garvin not letting him off the hook. Hey. Most people just blame Bloom. They both need to go, and they need to trade for pitching and spend some money to add some real players to the roster next year. Now, thank you very much for the text, 617. Do you blame both? Do you believe both need to go? Do you believe Alex Cora should stay and Bloom should go? Do you believe Bloom should stay and Alex Cora should go? Billy Lanny, where do you fall on the classic blame game? Okay, my blame obviously starts from the top. Ownership doesn't want to spend they hire Bloom, save us money, make moves. That trickles down. Manager sees that the guy above him isn't going to do anything to help the team. Manager has to explain to his players, hey, this is kind of where we are. So I'm obviously starting at the top. I think Bloom's got to go. Cora, I keep around because Cora, the play, players like playing for Cora. So I think you keep Cora as the manager. But, yeah, Bloom's got to go. Philosophy has to change. So obviously it starts with Henry and ownership, then Bloom. But obviously if Henry's not selling, he's still going to be making the uh, signing the checks. Get Bloom out of here. Get somebody in there a little more aggressive who's can show that, hey, we can spend your money without going too crazy. Mm-hmm. I think Bloom kind of has taken on too much of a, I'm going to try to save every little penny I can wherever I can. You need somebody with a little aggressiveness to make a deal, willing to, you know what I mean? Okay, they signed Devas. That was like the big thing. That's the big the big deal with Bloom was a $300 million deal, but I think you get rid of Bloom, you find somebody with a little more uh, oomph to spend a little more money without going too nuts. Yeah, so you're not looking for Dave Dombrowski because that feels like the two polar yeah, opposite Yeah, if I could ends. find a middle guy between Dombrowski and Bloom, I'm in a good place as a fan. Perfect. Okay, Ryan, where are you at in the blame game? Well, I... I don't know why anybody would want to be the the president of baseball operations for the Red Sox because like High and Bloom is brought in to do a job. And I he, think I know a guy. He he does it uh, almost to the extreme, much like Dave Dombrowski did. And both guys uh, will probably get fired for doing what they were asked to do. So I have two answers: what I think will happen and what is going to happen. Okay, what, what do you think will happen? What I think will happen is that both guys are going to keep their job. I think that the, both the, guys will keep their job. Absolutely, I think okay. ownership um, is patient, absentee. However, you want to spin it and phrase it, we're not going to hear uh, from Tom Warner or John Henry until probably January, where once again they walk out on. A uh, stage at the you know Encore Casino or wherever Winter Weekend is and being they held, out the booing. and they get booed, and and John Henry says, "Are you saying boo or boo earns?" And then one person stands up and says, "I was saying boo earns, boo, 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 Andy." Um, so 
I think both those guys will survive because I do think Alex Cora is a good manager, and I think that Hyam Bloom is doing what he's asked to do for the most part. If it were up to me, though, so how did how did I phrase it? What I think will happen, what will happen, what will happen? No, okay, no, I take it back. Those are the same thing. What I would do if I was in charge is I'm probably going to fire Hyam Bloom because I look at what this farm system has turned into. And I look at the approach for how they have built this team going, well, we had something. like Me personally, this sort of ended up where I thought it was in July. You were a team that didn't have like one amazing piece. It was really more about the collection of players. I'm like, this is an interesting group. I think they're going to hit, and they should probably pitch you know, with like the the second-tier teams in the American League East. And that's what they were doing, and that's how you end up roughly two and a half games out of the playoffs. But then you don't do anything with it. And I look at just the the logjam of players in this farm system that they hold so dear, and I can't understand, like, why are we holding on to these guys again? Like, we're we're seeing you you bring up the talent now. And, oh, by the way, like, the pitching pipeline, like – I understand everyone's really excited about Brian Bayo. I am not as high on him as yeah, other I'm not high are. as Pedro Martinez. I think that's that's in, literally an insane thing to say. He can be a good pitcher, but to say that he is going to be the ace of the future, I think is way too soon. Um, so if it were up to me, I'm keeping Alex Cora. But you're on notice. You and your entire staff are on notice because I can't defend. I can't abide. For the third consecutive year that this team, after a disappointing trade deadline, that's absolutely what it is, you, you, to what the texture is saying, you let this team once again completely fall apart. And yeah, there are some guys that I know love playing. Chris Sale was at the Jimmy Fund talking about how much he loves playing for Alex Cora. But man, they got a really weird way of showing it. If Alex Verdugo loves his skipper in the way he says he has, he's got a very, very weird way of showing it. If Rafael Devers, you know, those guys are super close, it seems. How do you show that you love your manager? You play well. You play consistent. You you don't unless your manager's giving them an out by telling the media publicly that they don't have enough talent and basically criticizing. Well, that's the great. Front if office. if any of those guys had a brain in that clubhouse, which I start to question if they ever do, they would realize, hmm, okay, well, the manager's not mad at us, but the fact that we come out here and we have non-competitive at-bats, we're not sharp in the outfield, we're not thinking about what's going on in this baseball game, we are going to get this guy fired. And who knows, management might look at it and go, well, the easy thing to do is to just get rid of Alex Cora because that's the change that we need. We're not spending any money on this roster, but people are still coming to these games. It doesn't matter to me. If I own the stadium, I don't care if it's Astros fans and 20% Red Sox fans, if it's 100%, what difference does it make? I've got other endeavors going on. So I think, like I said before, the the season has come to a close. Uh, They're no longer, they they might be a segment. Like, if it's that bad, if it's Jordan Lyles bad, like, that's the level of attention that this is going to get. They're not going to play themselves back into it. And unfortunately, we're probably not going to spend a lot of time thinking about the Red Sox right now as football gets ready to start and college football is underway uh, going through the rest of the season. Like, that's it. Yeah, so I, I kind of am with you. I think there's a scenario that I think should happen 
in a scenario that I think will happen. I, what will happen, in my opinion, is I believe Alex Cora will get fired. I believe Heim Bloom will keep his job, um, and I believe they will give him an opportunity to get his guy in the building because Alex Cora was more or less forced on him. That's terrifying, by the way. I, I uh, 100% agree. It is honestly probably the worst-case scenario, which is why I believe I it's going to happen. Because everything seems to be going in that direction, in into the worst-case scenario direction. So that's just kind of what I think will happen. Now, what I would want to happen is I think that this team needs a total reset. However, I think the comments by the players, as you mentioned, Ryan, like Sale, who love playing for Alex Cora, I think that matters. And that's why I think Alex Cora should be the next president of baseball operations. I've been it saying makes, it for months. It makes the most sense because it allows him to still be in contact with these players. It allows a guy who is a legitimate baseball guy to be making baseball decisions while also being a guy who has never shied away from taking the influence of analytics, right? He is he's welcomed it. He isn't fully into it. He doesn't go to a computer, print it out, and do what it says. He has a clear sense on baseball and a clear sense to take opinions from the analytics, which is exactly what you should do when it comes to analytics. It should not just be nerd goes to computer, punch in, punch in, punch in numbers, computer prints it out, okay, uh, this guy's worth that, that's all I'm paying. I won't pay any higher, and I won't take any less. Like, that's not how it works. That's not negotiating. That's not haggling. And, and so I think Alex Cora would have a better sense of that. I know he is. he has stated in the past that he wants to get into management. I think this would be the perfect opportunity for him to do that in a situation where the players love him, and then he can kind of maneuver through, and we can bring in a new coach because there needs to be, I think, the relationship between Cora and the players is important, but I think there needs to be a new voice within the clubhouse. And so moving Alex Cora upstairs, where he's still connected with the players, but a little bit more distance, I think would benefit everyone involved. I'm with you in the sense that I think Alex Cora is really good at being right in the middle of managing what's on the field and balancing that out with what's on the spreadsheet. Yeah. I think that's what what's really good about Cora. What scares the hell out of me is what you said about Bloom getting Cora out of here and bringing in his guy oh. because then his guy would be strictly spreadsheets and Excel sheets. And we are, it, we're going to have three starting pitchers next year, and it's going to be two opener games it's, every it's five-day cycles. Gonna be, it's gonna be, there's going to be 12 guys in the bullpen, and they're all going to be openers. It's, 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 we're going to have Ryan Yarborough into. on this team at, at some point. Like That's where we're going to get to. what baseball's turning into. There's, no, there's very few dominant aces anymore. Where it's like, oh, well, third time through the lineup, we can't go through this. You know what I mean? So you're literally turning your pitching staff, and everybody's an opener. Well, that's when the the sports talk radio BS that we've just been doing for the last 33 minutes no longer matters. When ownership decides that they're going to wake up and go, okay, now we got to figure out who's accountable, because that's what it comes down to. Is is who does ownership hold? If anybody, who does ownership hold? If they even, and that's the, oh, that's so crazy. If they even look at it, like, who do we need to hold responsible for this season? Well, or and if the whole plan all along is like, we're not going to be competitive. And that hinges too on was there, as Lanny had mentioned, a directive from John Henry to Hyam Bloom? I want to save money here. I don't want to be spending a ton. I don't want to be over the luxury tax all the time. Because if that's the case, right. then you cannot fire either one of these guys. You can't fire Cora, uh, Cora for for having this team performed at the way oh, that it Oh, you can has. still fire Cora. No, you but can't fire Bloom. Like, what, it wouldn't make any sense to move on from not only a good manager, 
But I mean, remember just like how everything fell out in 2019 into 2020. They did not want to fire Alex Cora. Alex no. Cora came to them and said, this is what's going to happen. It's not going to look good for any of us if I am still managing this team with all the crap that is coming out from what happened in Houston. And they brought him back. I think that there is absolutely... Um, there's a a strong bond of loyalty, I think, when it comes to this ownership group in this and uh, in, in Alex Cora. Like I've heard people say, well, Alex Cora is trying to get out of here. Uh, you know, he he would go and 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 probably be better suited on a team with more veterans or a team with more stars. I don't think that will ever happen. Well, because I, I think they view Alex Cora very similar to how Robert Kraft views Bill Belichick. It's my bulletproof vest. Mm-hmm. This guy takes everything. They call him a cheater. They call him a liar. They call him a, a whatever. And if they suck, they blame Alex Cora, but they're not going to blame me. Alex Cora takes all those bullets. He he deflects them. He gets them away, and he's really nice. He's a really nice guy to us. He connects with the players. It's like a bulletproof vest for ownership. They keep that guy there as long as they can. And in return, Alex Cora gets to continue having a life in baseball. Yep. Even though there's like uh, with uh, his uh, daughter right down the street, there's a possibility that other guys in his situation would not be granted. Uh, that that service to be able to continue to do a job that you were caught cheating at in baseball, which they don't f around with that stuff. 100%. So I don't think that, and I like what you're saying, Shime, because it's something I have been thinking about for over a year now. When he told us last year, last May, that he doesn't want to be Terry Francona, he doesn't want to do this for year after year after year, and that he has absolutely considered. You know, going upstairs or building a team at some point. He's he's done it with um, you know, the WBC team with with Puerto Rico. Like I think that's something that he would like to do, and not you know being one of these old you know like like not being Dusty Baker basically or or Ron Washington at or the end the of his Or was that guy with tenure. the Tigers for your Jim Leland? Jim right? Leland, yeah, another he doesn't one. want to be him either. Yeah, Tony Larusa, these guys yeah. who who, are, who just. Put on the uni and go out there, you know, all all chunky body. Right, nothing more 74. depressing than a seventy-five-year-old who has to put on a baseball oh. uniform. It's the worst. <laughs> and all he wants to do is just rip butts and right. the, the dugout. <laughs> Coffee, black uh, cigarettes, Marlboro. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. If you want to hop on the producer baseball show. games are long, boy. Oh pop ripping the filters off of them too. <laughs> not even care. Yeah, you get the nicotine faster. Uh, Shime, Lanny, and Garvin with you. Let's go to the phones here. Mike in Framingham wants to talk about the nerds and sports. What's up, Mike? Oh no, you were talking about analytics, and um, I saw this video recently about analytics in football. When people say the cap is crap, uh, if you go to YouTube, it's the evolution of the Super Bowl bl- blueprint. And when everyone says, oh, the cap is crap and all this, no, what teams do is they get a bunch of rookies, so they're on a rookie deal, and that's how they're able to play, pay the studs. They, they make it so simple, uh, all these people that do all these uh, these stats and stuff. Yeah, thanks right. for the call, Mike. Yeah, look, the cap is crap, first of all. Well, Matt and Groh what, told us the cap is crap at the literally beginning of the said, camp. Which is oh, – not it, He didn't say crap, but he said, like, you could do stuff to, to circumvent manip- the cap. You can manipulate it. it. But then when Curtis asked Belichick about it, he goes, no, the cap is the cap. We spend the cap every year. I'm like, no. Oh the cap, your, your general manager said the cap doesn't matter. How all of a sudden is the cap mattering? But it's and, – and, and we never did see Dave Groh uh, – 
Dave Grohl. Matt Grohl again doing uh, press conferences before camp because <laughs> well, we he not. put his foot in his mouth. And and just to, to clarify for Mike too, yes, uh, the idea that you pay superstars and bring in rookies is a method that's been around now for years, and that's called uh, the studs and then the Joes. Well, like you just pay the studs and you fill out the rest of your roster with a bunch of Joes. That's theory, what we do. Like again, and you hope a couple of those Joes hit. We're living it right now with the Patriots. They have Mac Jones in year three yeah, of a rookie contract, but they're not bringing in anybody. And, see, and that's the issue. Wait, and like, it, that's what you're supposed to do. It's, okay, I have a quarterback on a rookie contract. He might be pretty good. He might not. I'm not 100% sure. Let's just fill the roster with studs because I'm saving $50 million on my quarterback. But instead, they don't do that, that because that that's cash, not how Bell wants to operate. The, the cash spending cap spending exchange with Bill Belichick and Chris Curtis was just it was a delight for me to hear <laughs> Bill Belichick try to you know sit down and go no 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 you don't understand we drafted uh no I'm sorry that was two different exchanges it was the offensive line exchange in, in the oh yeah the we drafted three offensive linemen yes in the this, fourth fifth and sixth round good job I mean if you want to take that tax <laughs> Coach, I mean, go for it. You obviously know more about it than I do. I'm just an idiot that looks at this team and goes, who's your starting right tackle? Did you invest in any of the important positions on your team? They spent... $5 $5 million on a culture guy is what Mike Reese wrote back in June, and I can't get past that comment that you're bringing in Riley effing Reef, who unfortunately got hurt, and I guess the, the Patriots turned around and said, well, Jesus, what do we do? We, we got outbid on Andre Dillard, so we, have, we settled for Riley Reef. We have shortcomings on the offensive line. I'm like, I can't believe you guys just figured that out now. I can't believe you figured out that you know the depth that you have in the wide receiver room might be a little spotty so they go out and get Jalen Rager and and TJ Luther bust I've ever seen Matt Corral do you want to know why Riley Reef was available do you know the last two teams he played for? He was on that Chicago team last year. He played year. for the he, so in 2021 he played for the Cincinnati team that mm. allowed fifth over 50 sacks. The first time that's ever happened for a Super Bowl contender. Uh, and then uh, the Chicago Bears, exactly where Justin Fields got sacked a million times. So and that's a guy who life. runs a four four and flies all over the field. No, so just so you no. Know, those are the two. Those are the last two offensive lines Riley Rivers was a part of. There's a reason he was a free agent. And by the way, have you guys uh, turned into coralcoholics yet? Uh, is no. that your new play thing? That no. Bailey Zappi is a practice squad guy? No, stop it. Uh, look, I'm not going to sit and demand an apology like I know Greg did the other day because... The, I was never a big Zappi guy. I'm just anti-Mac. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, fine. Yes, like the Zappi people probably feel kind of silly right now that they were like, you know... Uh, they they found a piece of glass and went, I got a diamond. Like guys, it's he's a fourth round dwarf. Like let's you, be you realistic. Found cubic zirconium. You didn't find a diamond. I went back and watched that Detroit Lions game. By the way, he was not amazing. Like Jones sits there and goes, find me a better win. Find me a better win. Again, you want me to find the cleanest piece of garbage and go defense, here? Let me make your point. The for defense you. also that crapped team, on Jared Goff. They oh my, <laughs> that was my takeaway. Is holy crap, the defense looked so good last year. Kyle Duggar had a. a a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Like Bailey Zappi was not great in that game. So to to sit and say like, oh, this is where we are now with the quarterback is one thing. But oh my god, yeah, Matt Corral, we alcoholics, one and all. We will get to the New England Patriots here coming up six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. If you want to hop on three seven ninety three seven. If you want to text into the show, we see your calls lined up. We will get to some of them and the Patriots coming up next. From the Ruben 
Einstein Law Studios. 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI, New England's sports original. Now, we're right back to it. The WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. The cap's more relevant than cash is, for sure. You want to use all your cap space and put the best team you can on the field. So whether that's paying more cash this year and less next year or this less this year and more next year is is really it's it does to me it doesn't really have a lot to do with the cap spending the caps and if you're not spending to your cap then that means you know you that was bill belichick on with the greg hill show on uh, on monday oh i don't miss those yelling at curtis about the cap space Got to spend to the cap. That's a good question, and it just gets – it's quieter than quiet. Uh, by the it's way, so uh, uh, a follow-up question. You say spend to the cap. Bill, why do you have $16 million in cap space if we're spending to the cap? If if we're going to, you know, invest in this team, then – that's been one of the weird things I've been hearing is, uh, you know, since Bailey Zappi is, you know, was sent to the practice squad and Malik Cunningham, like, oh, this is an olive branch that's been extended to Mac Jones. If I'm Mac Jones, I'm going, you know, it's like a – probably an easier way to show that you care about me and not like this weird passive aggressive like getting rid of all my competition get me a receiver or like a receiver please or also like i would agree with you that it was an olive branch if it was if it was like if like colt mccoy was coming in the building or brian hoyer because they're just old veteran players that have never amounted to anything yeah instead they brought in a what 23 year old who was just drafted last year and has yet taken nfl snap and they would have been if he was in the fourth round. Might have taken him over Bailey Zappi. That to me doesn't seem like an olive branch. I agree with you. It should be a receiver, which is why I want to ask you guys the question. Uh-huh. News came out over the last couple of days. Mike Evans and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers kind of butting heads a little bit. They're going to cut off negotiations for a new contract as of week one, September 9th, I believe was the date they put out. Is that Saturday right before the season starts? Is it the eighth or the ninth? I don't know. Either way, uh, it's the ninth. Yes. It's Saturday. That's the last day Mike Evans will do contract negotiations. If they don't come to a contract, Mike Evans is available. Would you want him on the team? Yes. I, I don't know. I just feel like there's not really much of a question there. It's, it's somebody, it's a it's a body you've seen produce over the years. It's it's a veteran. It's somebody who can coach up your receivers a little bit as a teammate. Yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't, especially after the Hopkins fiasco. For uh, for reference, just so you uh, everyone is aware, Mike Evans, nine straight 1,000-yard seasons, averages approximately 75 receptions per season, uh, averages nine touchdowns a season in his career. Uh, So, yes, a guy who has had a lot of success in the NFL. Is he on his back nine? I would absolutely agree, but so is DeAndre Hopkins. I think right this minute, somebody on the text line called me ridiculous for saying this yesterday. I think right this minute, Mike Evans is better than DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins hasn't had a 1,000-yard season in three years. Yeah, we got to see what – the Titans are getting with a full season of DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to say no, and it's not even because I don't want him or don't think Mike Evans is good. I'm just tired of, I'm tired of making myself vulnerable, guys, and asking for and it, opening yeah, I get it. my That's heart I to the New that. England Patriots to say this is an obvious position of need, like tackle was. And my God, oh, that's so boring, Garvin. Why would you say you want to tackle at the draft when there's so many other premier positions? Ha ha ha! Your Guess offensive line right. stinks. That's ha why. ha ha! I feel pretty vindicated. Paris Johnson for a ended tackle. up going six overall, by the way, because now we've got. Ver- 
Damian Lowe and and uh, the the Wheatley Jr. Not the senior Tyrone, yeah, yeah. Be, because there's obvious glaring needs at the offensive line. So no, it would be really fun to sit and speculate about Mike Evans. Hey, if things are it's really fun to speculate on Hopkins, oh, of course it was. Yes, it was. And, and and I I feel hurt by that. I feel like Bill Belichick just looked at my heart, snorted and stomped on it. It's <laughs> look, you could do the same thing with with the drama and the chaos that's going on with Stefan Diggs right now. Stefan Diggs is going to want out of Buffalo. I don't think he's happy with that team. I think he feels like I feel that team missed a a golden opportunity to win a Super Bowl in the last couple of years. And for one reason or the other, they've never been able to get over that hump. And I think Stefan Diggs knows it. I think he he knows that he's not going to continue to be utilized properly like they did in in what was inevitably their last game of the year. That would be a guy that I try to sow the seeds of discord and try to poach him. But once again, I am not going to allow myself to love Lanny. Shine. I'm not going to do it. I, I would love Mike Evans. I think everything that you brought up, Chime, is a valid point. It's more subjective to say, oh, he's better or worse than DeAndre Hopkins. Forget it. Is he better or worse than the number one guy you have on this team? Probably. Oh, he's way better than the number one guy. Because right now, who's the number one guy you have on this team? Is Pop it- Douglas. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's the, that's I have no point. idea. Mike Evans comes in, and he is a legitimate number one receiver. There's no question about it. He is... Devontae Parker calls himself Mr. 80-20. Good. He's Great. more like Mr. 30-70. Uh, and, and, and Mike Evans is just way better at doing what Devontae Parker wants to do. Uh, 617-779-7937. Let's go to Mike in New Hampshire. What's up, Mike? Shime, you're so much better than this. Like, yes, Mike Evans would be a major improve. It doesn't matter who you bring in at receiver. He could run a, an amazing route. Gain separation, have great hands. Mac Jones will be on his ass, and you all know it until the O-line protects any quarterback in the world. Every quarterback, including Tom Brady, is not effective with people in his grill or knocking them around all day long. Mike, I couldn't agree they with you right more. Now, I couldn't agree with you no more. I just protection, guys. It doesn't matter who's behind center. I do want a great receiver. I do. But not yet. I spent all of that money up to the cap, and why didn't they get? Why didn't they draft a great offensive lineman or tackle with one of the first three picks? Why? So, Mike, and why didn't they get something other than bargain basement Calvin Anderson and Riley Reef in the offseason? So, Mike, let me why? ask you a question. Hold on. So, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Ryan and I were on this at draft time. We both wanted to tackle. I wanted Paris Johnson. Yep, one, desperately so wanted Paris I. Johnson. Paris I would have been fine with. D- d- I would have been fine with Broderick Jones. I would have been fine with just about any of those top tackles. Would have loved them all. But the issue is, is right now, Mike Evans seems that he might be available. There isn't like a big name offensive lineman available at this point, right? They they missed the window on Orlando Brown Jr. They missed the window at the draft. They they missed the window on even Andre Dillard, who is better than what you have. And so I agree with you 100%, Mike, and thanks for the call. Uh, we're up against it here. I, I, I 100% agree with you. Offensive line is a massive need. Unfortunately, though, at least to our knowledge, now Bill Belichick has a better understanding of what the whispers are in the league than we do, mm-hmm. but uh, to our knowledge, there's just no big-name offensive lineman available. No. And I would be totally in. If if there was, you know, if tomorrow, the, 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 
Teron Armstead is available, I go get Teron Armstead. It's not that hard. Thanks so much for tuning in to the uh, WEI producer. Teron Armstead's available. Ah, we'll take a flyer on him. Yeah, right. Thanks so much for tuning in to the producer show today, uh, everyone. For Shime, Lanny, and Garvin, we appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Ken and Curtis live from Boston College is up next. We'll see you next week. See ya. See ya. Sports Original. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.